0: Well, it is very good to be with you. Let me give you a brief introduction before we start the message. Uh, yeah, I work at Miracle Mountain Ranch. So this, it's, it's getting pretty real. This is the middle of our staff training. So the in-trainings come in uh, this week. The counselors and stuff have been with us this week. Here's a prayer request, though. Pray we get more volunteers and staff uh, with youth going a lot of different ways now. Um, we don't have the staff that we would like to have for the summer. We have the staff that God has sent. And we're praying for more. We need more nurses. Uh, we need more counselors and stuff like that. So uh, just just pray for that. It'll go well. But we also trust, though, at the same time that um, the Lord knows better than we do and will order these things. So we're praying for a full summer of about uh, 1,100 kids or so. And, and so just, uh, yeah, thank you for coming up and participating volunteering i had a great time with the crew at the at the media summit we just had a blast taking pictures and learning how to glorify god in that this was a lot of fun so i've just enjoyed the relationship uh pastor matt and i will facebook back and forth different thoughts and messages and and uh talk about different songs just a it's a great relationship and we've we've really appreciated um just the relationship between the two of us. So, so thanks so much. And I, I think that segues well into this message. Even if you look at Colossians, you can turn there in your Bibles if you want to. That, you know, in the beginning of it, it says, Paul, an apostle of, of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brothers in Christ in Colossae. And you could kind of be like Donnie, a disciple of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, and his family who came today. To the saints and faithful brothers at Lance, grace to you and peace from God, our Father, our Father. And fitting also that we're going to talk a lot about the Father today, and it's Father's Day. And, and that's also a, a lot of fun to, to have a day to, to recognize fathers. It's a special position to be a father, and I've enjoyed that over the last seven years. And it only gets to be more and more fun. So for Father's Day, my whole family came with me. Normally, I will drive down here by myself because they had to g- get up um, early. We got up around 530 and, uh, you know, headed down. And we're going to go to Parker State Park and uh, Parker Dam and, and maybe swim a little bit, see if the water is not too cold for us, and have a, have a family day together. So that's my intro. Thanks again for having us. Let's pray, and we'll get started. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, let us come to this passage thirsty for your rewards. Convict us of the sin that might keep us from hearing with our hearts this message of hope. Help us to confess sin and rest in the fact that you hold us securely. Give us a passion for the things above and a love for those that we sit beside. Amen. This morning on Father's Day, I am sure grateful for my father. We had a conversation on the way down, and I'm thankful uh, to be a father and thankful for my heavenly father this morning. I want to share my memory work and meditation passage with you this morning. So if you want to turn in your Bibles to Colossians uh, 3, 1 through 4, please turn there if you would. In the back of your little bulletin there's a spot to put notes down if you'd like to take notes this morning if you're one of those people that likes to to do that or you can draw nice pictures what, whatever whatever works and helps you concentrate i understand I'm, I'm one of those people too if then you have been raised with christ seek the things that are above where christ is seated at the right hand of god set your minds on things above not on things of earth for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, you will also appear with him in glory. That's what I've been working on for some of my memorization work. And memorization takes me a while. I was kind of thinking to myself, like, memorization becomes meditation because it takes me so long to memorize it, I end up meditating on it over and over and over. So that's the first part that I've kind of gotten down and If I'm not, you know, if I'm in the right mind, I could probably repeat that part. I'm kind of working on the next part where it talks more practically about the passage. So I thought out of that, I would like to share with you guys this morning. So let's kind of break down this passage, look at it together. The first we see raised with Christ, raised with Christ. That that is a part of the process that God is is doing in our life. He is we're raised with him. That's good news. We should seek the things that are above where Christ is. We should think seek the things that are above. Now, just not, you know, above, we say, well, the lights are above, but we're we're talking about this heavenly focus, this kingdom focus. And I understand even your memory work has been has been Matthew chapter six, towards the end of the passage, the kingdom of heaven. Similar concept here. We're going to talk about that, and even not being anxious. Seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God for Father's Day. I think it's neat that we have this picture of the Son with the Father. Our Father in Heaven. Next, practically speaking, set your minds on things above. There is is a battle for our mind. What we focus on. What we value. Talked about in the prayer. What we treasure. What we see as hope and reward. What do you see this morning as hope? What do you see as reward? What do you believe will make you satisfied? Paul's calling us to set our minds on not the things of earth. That's easy. It's natural for us to focus on the things that are around us, the things we see. Even wanting to go outside right, and and go swimming or whatever we're going to do the rest of this day. So we'll 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 keep it from being a 2-hour message. We'll tone it down a little bit. So if you want to rush outside. No. I, but but in all seriousness at the same time, we we get to come and worship Christ this morning together. That that should be one of the highlights of our day, of our week to focus and focus on Christ. Set your mind on things above, not on the things of earth. That's easy. We naturally focus on those things. Next, hidden with Christ. We have a security found in the fact that we are hidden with Christ. It's like that thing that you treasure and you hide it somewhere. Hopefully you don't hide it somewhere so well that you never find it again. Anybody do that before? You know, you hide something, but this is different. You're, you're hidden in Christ. You have security with Christ. You will also appear with Him in glory. What good news is that? That's the hope that we have, that we will appear with Him in glory. Hope that we have this morning. I was listening to Alistair Beggar. I like to listen to different messages in, in prep and and listen to different pastors that encourage me and are much better at understanding the word. And he summed the passage up like like this in three kind of parts: the the believer's position, the believer's priority, and the believer's prospects. And our prospects are that hope found in Christ. Why is this off? Why is this awesome? Why is this amazing? Why am I excited about this this morning? Why have you come to church, hopefully, this morning? Because you have hope. When Christ appears, you will also appear with him in glory. So the focus, the goals, our passion, our work should be done for Christ's glory. We rest in our clear mission to bring God glory in all things that we do. This was this was my, if you wondered what the youth heard when they came to the media summit. So I'm a, I'm a photographer, and we're going to talk about that, and my trade is kind of media and 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 over the last five or six years, I've gotten more into taking pictures. And there's, there's several things that are important there. But when we come to the Media Summit, this was the focus to say, how do we, in all that we do, even in taking pictures, how do we do it for the glory of God? That's important. It's very easy to take pictures for the glory of the artist. That will happen if you're good. But we want to do this for more than just ourselves. If you have been saved by God's grace, you have been given a tremendous gift. Realize the gift you've been given this morning. And if you have been saved at all, it is by God's grace. He is the one that saves us and keeps us. He saved our wretched souls. You have hope found in Christ this morning. So set your focus and your passion on Christ, not the things of earth. And that's so tempting to be thinking about lunch, Or something that you desire maybe after this. Dalton's just waiting to fly his drone because it's finally not raining. He told me that. So there's like drone focusing on Christ. The things can be done together, but there is a priority. There is a, even in flying my drone, I'm doing this to the glory of God. You have hope found in Christ this morning. Set your focus and your passion on Christ, not on the things of earth. But it can be hard as we are surrounded with so many temptations. Uh, just a little thing here. So I was typing this and I, t- I talk into Google sometimes and it does its own thing. And it said temptations with a capital T, which I think it was talking about the temptations. So, But it's not. There's a different kind of temptation we're talking about, not the uh, 1964 uh, group that, um, that were singers. So just in case you were wondering that I was talking about those kind of temptations, I, uh, I had a fun time uh, taking that Google song and sending it to Tanya because it's the one that My Girl, I don't know if you've heard that song. So anyhow, um, back on focus. So I, I corrected Google. We're talking about temptations this morning, but not those temptations. Earthly temptations, things that would draw us away, draw us in, that we would put our hope in, things that we see and not in Christ. So what do we do? I struggle most when I wonder what to do. I don't, I don't know when you struggle, but sometimes I struggle most when I wonder what to do, what to be passionate about, where I'm going. I struggle when I wonder why I am doing what I am doing. I am anxious when I seek reward from earthly hope instead of my heavenly Father. And this comes up. I can, can be one of these, these people and try to be ambitious and, and, and get things done and then things don't go exactly the way you want to or you don't move up the fast as you want to and it's easy to be anxious about those things Any, anybody struggle with anxiousness here this morning anxious about something maybe there's something that you're anxious about this morning even now how much of that has to do with there's a couple honest people they didn't notice nobody did this they're like they're like if you do it this high no one else can really see uh, because of the pews, they kind of block that. But there's a couple anxious people out there this morning. I, I, w- I would suggest that probably this week, everybody will be anxious about something. And that, that often, those things that we're anxious about have something to do with our setting our affections on things around us. And not fully trusting that God has your best in mind. And we get worried about those things that are around us. I get anxious. I'm anxious when seeking reward. Get this. This is important. I get anxious when seeking reward from earthly hope instead of my heavenly Father. In the wake of many horrific suicides, what do we do? What do we say to each other to encourage one another to protect life, to be happy, to find contentment? I, I've, I, you know, to, to me this has been interesting. This last little stretch, there's been several notable artists that have taken their life, and I think it's very sad and um, and tragic, and maybe a tragic spot of where our culture is. And um, just visiting, you know, with someone this week that that struggles with this. Movie stars don't have it. Politicians don't have it. Smart people don't just inherently have it. Have it is in a complete satisfaction with what we find on earth. It seem, it seems like they they would, right? Because we look at those things and we think, Well, if I had those things, I would be satisfied. I'm anxious because I do not have those things that I wish, and if I had those things I wish, I would be happy. If I had an iced coffee from Dunkin' Donuts right here and you know, th- that would be happier. We have those earthly things. We think, well, that didn't actually satisfy me for very long. I don't know if you relate to this. This It's a little bit amusing. Just follow along. But as late, Tanya and I were reminding ourselves in conversation that money and fame don't seem to do it. And we just kind of turned to each other and we're like, well, as much as sometimes we're tempted to think that a few thousand dollars more and a little bit more fame or whatever would make us happy. Then you look at the news and you think, yikes. I don't think that's. I don't think that's a solution. They don't seem to solve all the problems that we think they might. Personally, I I don't I don't struggle so much with suicide, right? Um, and I, I wouldn't want to over relate to to anybody in that situation. I'm no expert at all. But uh but many famous suicides lately have been about you know people that are artists, um, that are you know, So I'm thinking about it from a photography standpoint, even though some of them are cooks and different things like that. And they have an infinite amount of success. They're living out the dreams of many. But living out earthly dreams does not replace heavenly reward. Living out earthly dreams does not replace heavenly reward. Pastor Matt mentioned that your memory work was in Matthew 6. What a perfect reminder. Matthew six thirty three through 34 But seek you first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and these things will be added to you. And that's kind of like, yes, yes, I know, right, yep, we've heard that before. It's one of those famous verses. But then it gets a lot more practical in the next little part there. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Isn't that true? Isn't there plenty enough to worry about today without worrying about something down the road from now? What Paul is calling his hearers to get is the opposite of what our flesh wants and what the world promotes. Paul promotes eternal reward and the world promotes Earthly reward, things that are quick and fast. Look, I'm, I'm kind of in marketing, and if you have to be careful, you can, you can promote something that is not true and, and doesn't do what you're claiming it to do. I think when we're doing marketing and even photography, we have to be careful that we're honest within that so that we represent something accurately. And hopefully we promote something that is actually wholesome. How many things in our world are promoted by skilled marketers that are something that will tear you apart. It looks so good, but it is so dangerous. Media is often meant to exalt the author and the subject. And that will probably happen if you are good. But what do we do with this praise? Do we put our trust in it? That's the focus of the media summit when we get together. What do we? I mean, if you're good and you take good pictures, lots of people are going to like it, but what do you do with that? Do you do you camp out on that reward and soak it in and it, it's meaning now to your life and you have to have it and it has to grow in intensity and your reward comes from those around you instead of taking that and saying, th- thank you, the Lord gave me that gift and I hope to serve him with it. Or does it just feed your ego? The, the danger is, is drinking from a gold cup that looks and promises to fill, but it doesn't. Kind of like the fruit in the garden that looks so good, but it was so dangerous. This will solve my problems. I'll just take a bite of this and I won't. Do you ever feel that way? Just if I just had. I do. That's why we come to the scriptures to get reoriented about what really matters. That's why Paul wrote this church to say this is what really matters. Think about it. Paul was in jail. He was in chains when he wrote this letter. He wrote this letter to encourage this church that he had never been to. And he, I don't believe he ever goes to. But he was—he heard about them. And he was concerned. And it's, it's fun to read the rest of the, the book and the different things he's worried about. Don't be legalistic. Don't be focused on this. Don't be focused on this. You've you got to focus your mind on Christ. That's the one that's going to reward and bring you satisfaction. The things that you're chasing after, church, you've got to be careful because those things won't get you where you want to go. If you've been saved, if you've been raised with Christ, then you will hopefully see your life and eternity as saved by Christ. Your life is hidden, as it says in the Chapter that we read in those first couple of verses. Hidden with Christ, you were called to bring the savor of our lives' glory. Set your focus on things above. Set your mind on things above, not here. Seek the kingdom of heaven. Hard to do, I think so. In a way, in a way, it is because the flesh wars against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. They are contrary, the one to the other, so that you do not do the things that you wish. So what do we do? We cry out to God, and and He helps us. Because we could walk out of here and think that maybe if we just decide. We just decide to set our minds on things above. But we need, we need a relationship with Christ. Because he and his grace is going to help us keep our focus. Because our focus lasts about how long, right? About the time we walk outside and then we're focused on something else. So we need Christ to help us. We have died and our life is hidden with Christ. Our treasure is not here. This is out of his utmost for his highest. The Spirit of God testifies and confirms the simple, but almighty security of life is hidden with Christ in God. Paul continually brought this out in New Testament letters. We talk as if living a sanctified life here were the most uncertain and insecure thing to do. Yet it is the most secure thing possible because it has almighty God behind it. The most dangerous and unsecure thing to do is try to live without God. And, and, and that's kind of, kind of, if we could share with the world and, and, and some of the tragic things that we, we've seen, we would encourage them to seek after Christ who could actually bring them hope that lasts. Hope that lasts. Living water. Not just fame and, and, and popularity and, and drugs and, and many of those things that, that really don't, don't last. It's tearing our country apart. But we can't just try and stop those things. We have to encourage a focus on what really matters, and that is hope in Christ. The beautiful thing about this message is it translates into other areas of our lives. Doing things for God's glory is not specific to one thing. And that's what we talked about in the Photography Summit. It's not specific to photography. In photography, it's interesting that we, as photographers, are concerned with what the focus of our picture is. A lot of my students that I'll be teaching photography to, I'm asking, well, what's the subject? What's the focus? What's the subject in your in your picture, because there's all these things, but what's the subject? What's the focus? And I think sometimes in our lives, if we were to take a snapshot, it might be really cluttered, and that's not the mark often of a good photo. Actually, if you look at a lot of photos, the background is out of focus, and there's one thing that is very clear. One photographer friend of mine said something about the the subject, supposed to be the sharpest, the clearest, the brightest, and on those things. You look at it, there's no question What the focus of that that photography is, this the story of it, the story of our lives. If someone to look at our lives, would they see a clear focus, a clear, a clear passion, a clear treasuring of Christ? How do we become earthly? How do we become good earthly fathers? We learn to reflect the character and love of our Heavenly Father. So on this Father's Day, how are we doing, dads? They're like, this is my day. This is no day to get lectured about how I'm doing as a father. Man up, come on. You can take this. What's your focus? What's your focus? How are you doing as a dad? How you're doing as a dad is probably going to be shaped and should be shaped, right, by your heavenly father, your relationship with your father in heaven. That's the only thing you have to offer as a father, because otherwise the fatherly things that you think are good for those that are under you might be bad, because we need those things, all the things that we do, to be directed by our heavenly father. Otherwise, we put our hope and our security, like this passage talks about, in those things around us, and we just pass that value system right down to our children. It's the scary thing about the whole deal. Oh, there any young fathers that relate to that. Like, Yikes, they watch everything I do. They repeat half of what I do. So let our focus be on Christ. As a photographer, I crave success. I'm, I'm being honest. I like likes as much as anybody else. It would provide for my family. It would be fame for me. But would it fill me up? Would my heart say, I'm satisfied after all that toil? The answer is no. If anything, our fame and money can bring us closer to the things that endanger our lives. Isn't this ironic? Surviving success is apparently not that easy. Is it? I mean, a lot of us are like, well, I know uh, Donnie, but I'd like to try it. Just once. I'd like to be that guy that makes millions of dollars, flies around the world, has several houses in all kinds of different countries. I'd like to try it. If you read a lot of the stories, success is not easy to survive. I thought about the magazine because I was studying vanity and and I thought about the magazine Vanity Fair came to mind because I was reading different things. in Ecclesiastes 2.1, I said to my heart, come now, I will test you with pleasure. Enjoy yourself. But behold, this also was vanity. Ironic, right? This is the guy that tried success. And after he tried it, he said what? It's not so great. It didn't fill me up. It didn't satisfy me. My focus, being here, setting my mind on the things of the earth, it wasn't that great. I thought about the magazine Vanity Fair, how aptly named. Think about it, a fair of vanity. I investigated some of the photographers that worked for the magazine because that's my interest, right? And several of them had terrible endings to the career. Like, as I looked in Wikipedia, and I, I, I looked, like I think most of the ones, and I didn't even look into all of them, had just tragic endings to their career, whether they were fired, dismissed, not, you know, not allowed to associate with the magazine anymore, or one that died very young of a tragic disease. They were at the top. They were celebrated as the best, yet their frailty was apparent and their fall was tragic. This morning, my frailty is apparent. I am nothing without hope in Christ. Think of the hymn. When I survey the wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory died, my, riches, my richest gain I count but loss and pour contempt on all of my pride. Forbid it, Lord, that I should boast. Saved in death of, my, of Christ my God, all the vain things that charmed me most, I sacrificed them to His blood. Isaac Watts. What a powerful... Him, Mr. Watts. I bet Mr. Watts also struggled with this as a fairly popular preacher and theologian. Our craft, our life, our money, our passion must be done for more than just bringing ourselves glory. You look at the most powerful people in the the world. You look at the President of the United States. One President later, a lot of the stuff that that President had done, the other President reverses. When you think of the most powerful people in the world, it can be so vain and so quickly destroyed or changed. You look at some of the most talented artists, the most talented of our age, and many of them will never really be remembered throughout history. Some will. Some will be famous 100 years from now. But if you think of artists 200 years of now, you could probably only name a couple out of the thousands that there would have been. It's brief. It's brief doesn't last long and as we close i want to just briefly talk about the next part of this passage and read it through hopefully to entice you to even to study this more this week so it's not a main part of a passage but i think it helps put some practical uh things we can relate to aspects of this message so colossians 5 then uh through the end of the passage if you can turn there and and maybe maybe you underline something that you would relate to Maybe a clear underlighter so people don't see. You know, they wouldn't want to see that you struggle. So, I'm just kidding. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly among you. So in case you wondered what he was talking about, here's some things. Sexual immorality, impurity, passions, evil desire, and covetousness. I love this one. Covetousness. Unless you wondered what it was. In case you wondered what it was, it says, which is idolatry? Which is putting something above Christ? What is setting your focus on something other than Christ. On account of these things, the wrath of God is coming. In these you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and put off the new self, which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of its creator. Here there is the Greek of the Jew, the circumcised, the uncircumcised, barbarian, the slave, the free. But in Christ is all and all. Put on then God has chosen ones, God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against one another, forgiving one another as the Lord has forgiven you so also you must forgive. And above all these things, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. I love this because it takes this concept of being focused on Christ, which is a little bit heady. You know, we wonder what it looks like practically. And then we look at this, and it really clearly defines the result of this. The result of this is that that love binds us together and that we confess our sins and that we deal with sins and that we worship Christ and that we love others. Those people sitting right around you. Above all else, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Where does harmony come from? Where does hope come from? Where does success come from? Where does love come from? We must remind each other and come to church and remind each other and go to Bible study and get up in the morning and read our Bibles to remind each other that our hope comes from the Lord. We, we need to encourage each other in that. Christ has died for you, and you have security in Him. Focus on Him and not the world. You have hope, and that's found in Christ. What do we do with this? Don't practice sin such as, and fill in the blank for yourself. You once walked in that way, but now you have Christ. You have a new self. Number three, put on compassionate hearts. Are you compassionate? Or are you angry? We say around our house, angry pants. Are you angry pants? How easily are you angered? What a result of being focused on something on this earth instead of this clear commission to be compassionate. I get angry. I'll confess. I don't know if there's anybody else here that ever gets angry. But if you see that coming out in your life, it's a good indication that the focus is not right. What do we do? We get depressed? We get anxious over that fact? No, we just confess it as sin, and we turn to Christ and say, Dear God, please help me. That's what you do. Love, love, love. Love binds us together in perfect harmony. And then we have this, the end of the passage here, last add-on that kind of fits. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord, as not for men. I love that. It just sums it up, especially for the photography. Why are you doing what you do? Why are you raking hay like Matt's got so much hay to do? Why are you doing it? Is it just for Matt? No, it's to the glory of God in all things. Work heartily as to the Lord, not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive an inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. For the wrongdoing will be paid back for the wrong he has done, and there is no partiality. Amen. So if you get something from this message, please make it these points, or whatever the Lord's laid on your heart. Think, seek the things that are above, number one. Number one, seek the things that are above. What does it mean to seek the things above? It means to hold fast to Christ as the center and source of all our hope and joy. It was Alistair Beggis. I was listening to his message, listened through there, and he summed it up. I was like, perfect, I'm going to type that out. Re-listen to it a couple times, type it in there. What does he say it is? It means to hold fast to Christ as the center and source of all our hope and joy. Number two, don't seek the things on this earth. What do those look like? They look like things like this, sexual immorality, impurity, passions, evil desires, covetousness. And then we had those other things like wrath and anger and hold fast to Christ. Hold fast to Christ and Christ holds you fast. The Getty song When I fear my faith will fail, Christ will hold me fast. When the tempter would prevail, he will hold me fast. I could never keep my hold through life's fearful past. For the love is often cold. For my love is often cold. He must hold me fast. This week, Set your mind on things that are above. On your Heavenly Father. On your Heavenly Father. And for those dads that are listening, it's a special day. But maybe it's a special time to remember that we are nothing without Christ. And what we have to offer as dads in that position really needs to come from our Father in Heaven. And a couple ways You've heard these before, but could help you walk with Christ. I think of John 15, abiding in Christ. Or walking with the Spirit, like in Galatians. Prayer, praying to God, spending those times in prayer. Memorization, it's been powerful to, in my weak attempts still to memorize this little chapter in Colossians. I'm reminded of those truths, memorization, study. It has been so encouraging to have this reason to study this week and pour into this so that I have something, weak may it be, <laughs> to offer, to share this morning. Worship, to come together and worship, to worship during the week. Somebody I've been listening to a lot lately, uh, Matt Matt Boswell. I, I think you guys are working on a song by him. Um, but I, I just put into you know on YouTube or or Amazon Music, and as I'm working on this message, just li- listening to good good songs. He he kind of writes Christian hymns, kind of like the Gettys or something like that. I've just really been encouraged by that. And I think you know to worship God through that song. So worship. These are things that help us in our relationship with God.